good morning, good evening, and good night, world. Welcome back. This is the Sabali Podcast, and I'm your host, Deontay Nelson. And this is volume 18. Uh, sticking to it, man. Thugging it out every week, every Wednesday. New episode. Um, yeah. Living life. Things getting getting better with time, you know, time healing, time heal all wounds, as they say, um, yeah, yeah, it's, still feeling the effects of Nipsey also being, you know, not here anymore, doing better, but, you know, I can just be, uh, be driving at work, listen to, you know, I listen to podcasts while I drive, you know, just peaceful you know like just hearing stuff and like that thought of just crossed my mind randomly like damn they really they really killed bro but you know doing doing a lot better with it you know this past weekend definitely helped a whole lot not even just dealing with that but like just dealing with life stuff in general like um this weekend was a uh, very, very busy, but for a great reason, because it was for my my son, Amaru. He turned one this past Sunday. And, um, yeah, man, just the week was busy. You know, it kind of went by kind of fast at the same time, but but also, man, it just, just made me appreciate just a lot, you know, not even the fact that my son was turning one, and that's a blessing. But uh, you know, just appreciating the people that are in my life and you know, around my life that you know that are just that are just there, you know, and just just thankful, thankful for those those people that are in my life, you know, and like, <clears throat> excuse me, just. You gotta let people know that you appreciate them and that they are appreciated while they are here to hear you say that and you know to feel that positive energy from you to them because it makes a whole lot of difference, man. Like, you know, I went and bought, you know, this past Saturday, I went to the mall, you know, with my daughter and my son, you know, to get my son some shoes for his, you know, his birthday and stuff to go with his outfit. And at the mall back home in Evansville, uh, they have like these little, you know, like if you don't have a scroller or something like that, they got like the carts you can, you know, use at the mall for like $6 and you put it back, you know, when you finish with it and it gives you like change or whatever. But, you know, my daughter, she, she, <laughs> she calls it a train. She's like, daddy, I want to ride. You know, I want to drive. I want to drive the train. I want to drive the train. I'm like, all right. Yeah. We can do that, but they used to have where it was just like the two seaters. But all they have now is just the one, just one seat, and you got the, you know, or you push it for the kid in it, you know. And uh, it works out perfectly for me because my daughter she wants to drive, and my son he has like no, he has like no want to sit in like the little driver's seat. He wants to sit where I am pushing at. It's the weirdest thing ever. He's super comfortable sitting up there. You know, but his, his 
his back is up against my chest, so I'm supporting him. But like he likes, he's just like sitting right there. So I'm like, all right, cool, this works out. So we're going through the mall, and we go in one of the shoe stores, you know. And uh, as I go into the shoe store, one of the shoe stores, or we're in the, in the mall, and I saw this um, older black gentleman. He was by himself. He was looking for shoes and stuff. And you know, he was like on the other side of the room, and he just came, you know, he just came by and said, you know, he's like. He looked at me, he's like, yo, man, he's like, I like, I like seeing that. He's like, you know, keep, keep doing that. He's like, you know, we need, we need more men like you. He's like, I, I love seeing stuff like that. And he was just, just referring to me just being out with my kids. And I told him I was, you know, appreciative of his, his kind words and thank you and stuff like that. But it was a stranger. And uh, that meant a lot to me. Like, you know, just because, like, I don't. I don't do what I do for my kids for anyone else's validation. I do what I do for my kids because they're my kids, you know. They're my responsibility. They didn't ask to be here, you know. I'm, I'm responsible for for them, and it's it's just that simple for me. They ain't no, they ain't no, uh, and if buts about it, why I'm not there for my kids or being there to provide for my kids. There's no excuse. So, but the simple fact that. That gentleman just saw me with my children. It was like, you know what? We need more men like you. Like, you know, it spoke volumes to me in a good way and a positive way. Because it was like, you know, I appreciate him saying that. But the fact that he had to say that, you know, really, really bothered me. Because, you know, it's black men have, we have this, uh, this narrative that we don't take care of our, our children. And it's like one of the biggest false narrative ever you know I mean like it's it's true not even just in in you know black people culture but the, you know in, in all other cultures you know, there's some people some men in all different type of races you know missing from their from their families or not even taking care of their families but for some reason that one that one uh, theory gets stuck on black men and black men only, and that and that bothers me. You know I me, mean? but because it's like it's, it's I'm saying it's not true because I, you know all of my friends that you know my my close friends all of all of us have all of us have kids, you know, and majority of us have daughters. I think I'm one of the, one of the few of my friends that have a son, but most of us have daughters. But we're all in our kids' lives. We're all taking care of our kids. Uh, we're all around our kids. You know, I had I had to remove myself from someone that you know I considered a friend, you know, for a while. But I had to remove myself from him because I felt like, you know, he wasn't taking he wasn't taking to his responsibilities of being a father. And this was before I even had kids. You know, like I mean. I felt like his priorities wasn't in order as a father. And, you know, as a friend at that time, I gave him what I felt was some some good, you know, some good words, some good advice, you know, or some suggestions. Like, you know what I mean? I, you know I mean, I feel like you can be doing better in this area, you know, you complain about, you know, time with your kid. But, like, you complain about time with your kid and, you know, your money situation, whatever. But, like, the next day... I see this dude 
We go to the mall. He buying some Jordans. I'm like, wait a minute. You just complained about money last night, bro. What's going on? You 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 not hurting if you buying Jordans that's released the next the next day. And I said something to him about that once. <laughs> once I saw that he like that's what he was on this type of time he was on. I was like, all right, I gotta remove myself from this cat. Just because I I don't I don't move like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't play that shit. Because that, that, that child didn't ask to be here. You know what I mean? It's your responsibility. Take your responsibility. Because if you don't, someone else will. And then you're going to be bitter because your baby mama moved on and got her shit together. And and you want to, you just want to be bitter. Like, you know what I mean? You don't, know, you don't know how to deal with your emotions. You know what I mean? Like, that's all, all type of shit that, I guess most controlling men try to do but like I'm not I'm not that I'm not that guy man so I don't I don't I'm not gonna not try to give you some advice as a friend but if I see that you don't take to that advice I try to give you still moving how you moving I'm just gonna remove myself because I don't want to be associated with that and I definitely don't want to be associated with that now with me having kids and like and having like daughters at that man you know what I mean I got I got two daughters to raise in this and two sons to raise in this fucking world and if you're not out here taking care of you know your children I, I can't be I can't be associated with you it's just that simple I don't and I knew enough about the situation that buddy had going on to know that like you can be doing way more you just choose not to and the only re- only time he's gonna probably choose to do more is when he see his baby mama being happy with somebody else. That's just the just the, the fact of it. And I ain't wanna be in that I ain't wanna be in that shit at all. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. But overall, back to my original point was just that black men we take care of our kids. I don't like the fact that it's like it's a shocker to people, you know, that I take care of mine because it's, I don't know, man, there's way more, there's way more men out here take care of their kids and, and more, you know, like it's just, it's just not the case. It's not the case for every black man. Every black man doesn't. Every black man doesn't sell drugs. Every black man isn't a robber. Every black man isn't a thug or savage. Every black man isn't uneducated or you know I mean just all the the stereotypical stuff that you think like like I I pride myself on one of the most simplest things ever and I'll never get an award or or a trophy or none of that for but I've never I've never had to sell drugs I've never sown a lick of drugs a day in my life I've never been to jail you know I've never robbed anybody never you know I've never done none of the, 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 the stuff that would put fear in people's minds mainly white people's minds of what 
stereotypical black person, quote unquote, black man does. And, you know, like, I wear those badges proudly. I mean, like, I'm a black man that takes care of his family, his priorities. I've been a working man since I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm very in tune with myself. So, like, I don't, I've never been a follower. And I don't plan on being one no time soon. All right, we want to stop and take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. But back to what I was saying. Uh, yeah, this past weekend was my son's birthday, and uh, can't believe he's already one. Man, seemed like he just <laughs> seemed like he just got here, and now he's already one. Like already talking like of course he does like the typical like baby like gibberish talk but like he says certain words very clear like you know what I mean it's just it's cool to see it's cool to see how goofy he is like he's <laughs> my son is really goofy like he laughs at he's goofy and he's bad I, I just keep it a bean with y'all he's bad as shit he thinks the funniest stuff like, the, the stuff he think is the funniest is, like, me jumping at him, like, flinching at him. Like, what you gonna do, punk? He thinks that's the funniest stuff ever. But, like, what he also thinks is funny is just for him to randomly pick up something off the floor, shove it in his mouth, and you tell him, hey, come here and give me that, and he takes off running. Like, he knows, his, like, he, he enjoys the chase. He enjoys, he likes being chased. And, I don't know, he's just, he's, like, like one of the coolest, coolest kids, man. Like not even, I'm not even just saying it because he's my son. Like he's literally cool. Like if if my son fucks with you, you'll know. Like he he's not he's not he doesn't have a gray area. He's either like yay or nay. Like you either gotta be somebody he gonna go to, or he's gonna like as soon as he see you try to reach out for him, he's gonna be like no, 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 this ain't this ain't it. This ain't it, Shorty. I ain't going. So, ah, yeah, man. <laughs> That's my dude, man. He, he, I don't know. I, I was never, I was never, uh, never really pictured myself, you know, having a son. I always thought I'd be, you know, like, I wanted a son so, so bad, you know, just like any man when he, finds out, you know, he's about to have his first child. He's like, oh, I want a boy. I'm going to teach him how to play basketball and blah, 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 blah. You know, the typical typical man shit, you know what I mean, that we think to ourselves, like, yo, I'm going to get my son in the gym. As soon as he's like four years old, my son, you know what I mean? But, like, I didn't have a son first. I had a daughter first. And, you know, for me, that was, for me, that was honestly exactly what I needed because, like, it was what I was used to. I used to, you know, being a protector being around mostly women, you know, like my mom, I got a, I got a bunch of sisters, a bunch of cousins that are, that are women, like, you know, all, I had a, no, it just, it just made more sense, so, like, you know, I was finding out, you know, my partner, when we found out she was pregnant, I was rooting, like, yes, 
I'm an actual girl. Like, that's what I'm going for. Like, I, want a, I want another daughter. Like, I know how to, plus I know how to, I didn't been down this road with a daughter already, so I kind of, you know, know some of the ropes. You know what I mean? And then we find out we was having a son. And I was like, uh, initially, I was scared. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Here's a curveball. Like, I was nervous, man, because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how to, I mean, I, I'm, and I still truly don't know. I'm still learning. But, like, I didn't know how to to raise a to raise a boy. You know what I mean? Because I really didn't have that blueprint, you know, for myself. You know what I mean? Like, I know I just went on this whole rant about, you know, black men taking care of their kids and stuff. But, like, my father wasn't a part of that 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 group of men. Like, at least not with me. I don't know about... You know, his other children, but, like, my pops wasn't there, like, my pops went to prison for a nice period of my life when I was a child, but, you know, when he got out, he didn't really, you know what I mean, he didn't really pick up the ball, and he just, I don't know, his, his actions just didn't match his words with me, and, like, you know, and that put, put a real, real, you know, strain on our, uh, relationship, you know what I mean, because when I need him, I, I, I'm looking back on it now, you know, because I'm, I'm older, but, like, looking back on it now, like, the time frame where I needed my pops the most is when I was from, like, age, uh, age uh, 13 to, like, 13 to, to 20, 13, 19, yeah, 13 to 20 range. Like, I needed them the most, definitely for sure, in, that, in them adolescent stages, but he wasn't there, you know what I mean, and, as I've gotten older and got a kid's my own, I kind of see that, like, you know what, maybe he wasn't, you know, lying, like, as much as I thought he was, but I still know the motherfucker was lying, but maybe he wasn't as bad of a parent as I thought he was, but, I mean, he was still a bad parent, he wasn't, he chose not to be there, but, so, like, from having that, that relationship with my dad that wasn't really good, like, me and my dad didn't get close to until like I was 21, started you know started trying to make somewhat of a relationship from that point. But it's like even at that point, though, I was kind of you know in the mode of finding myself. You know, I kind of had my core values and morals and stuff already. So like he really wasn't he really wasn't installing anything that I already didn't know from like my brother and like from the streets and stuff. And when I say by the streets, I mean like. The stuff I learned on my own through trial and error and, like, having older older dudes around me, you know, not letting me do the typical stuff that most younger dudes my age was doing. Like, you know, I had I had people in my life, thankfully, to guide me to, you know, doing the right things and, and moving the right way. So it wasn't like I was, I was never fatherless to say, like, you know, like, honestly, I had... I had two fathers coming up in a period of time where I felt like I really needed my father. Those was my my coaches, my AAU coaches, you know, uh, Mike Derrick and, and Garland Copeland. Those are my, you know, to me, those are my dads, you know what I mean? Because they treated me, you know, and my other teammates as if we were their sons. Like, and their sons were a part of the basketball team, you know, playing with me and stuff like that. But, like, they didn't treat us any different from their own kids, you know what I mean, so, yeah, I, my, my biological pops wasn't there, but I had, I had the, the, the examples of what a man, of what a black man 
that has, you know, a family and, and children and structure and, you know, like these positive things. I had that in my life, so I, I knew what to look at and, and what not to do and stuff like that based off the examples I had in my life. You know, I used to always used to always say that, you know, my dad didn't didn't teach me anything. My dad didn't teach me. He really, I mean, he never really taught me nothing I guess positive, I should say, but like he did, he did teach me what not to do. And it took me a while to, you know, to kind of, kind of flip that, that upside down and look at it that way. Like, oh yeah, he did teach me something. He taught me what not to do. He didn't teach me what to do, but he definitely did teach me what not to do. So, but it took me, took me a while to even, to really realize that, you know, that with my own son, that, uh, yeah, like, my dad didn't teach me what to do with having a son. From, like, from our relationship, he didn't teach me anything, but he taught me what not to do. And I kind of forgot that along the way after my son was born because I was so fucking... I was just scared. It's literally, I mean, it's literally just the easiest way to put it. I was scared. I thought I wasn't going to be a good father to my son because, you know, I wasn't given a blueprint how to but you know but you know then it just took me a while to realize that you know like my my relationship with my dad doesn't determine how my relationship with my own son is going to be you know what I mean like I like me and my son are going to break that cycle you know when my my son gets older and you know he decides to have kids and if he has a son like he can look at he and our relationship, you know, as something positive, you know, yeah, something that that I taught him, you know, something good that, good or bad, whatever he decides to take from it. That, but he and I would never had a relationship with that, you know, me and my my father had. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna be there you know, for all my kids, you know, regardless of where I'm at or what I'm doing or what I have to do. Like, you know what I mean? I want to make sure that they know that I'm always, that I'm always there no matter what, you know, because that's, that's what matters. You know, that, that they, they know they not, they're not alone or they're not fatherless. And, and if they got somebody that's going to love them unconditionally, you know, to the day I'm, gone, like, you know what I mean, and that's, that's, that's what's important to me, like, everything else, everything else work is, work itself out, you know, through life, and just keep your head up, and stay positive, and, you know what I mean, just, just be the best you, I, like, that's so, I, I've been saying it to myself more and more on a day-to-day basis now, like, you know, just be the best you, that's literally the simplest, best advice I can give to anyone and give to myself just be the best you because for one nobody can be you and you're you for a reason you know what I mean like you are one of one you're unique you know what I mean like nobody can take 
that away from you that you are you. So be the best you. And be the best you doesn't mean that like you have to be the better than anybody else or you under anybody else. No, you just be you, appreciate you, and man, you'll be you'll be happy as ever. You do that. God, I've been you know preaching this to myself. And I've been feeling a whole lot better than I have, you know, because it makes you appreciate, you know, people when you see them being themselves. I mean, you you appreciate that a whole lot more when you appreciate yourself. You know I mean, you gotta appreciate yourself and love yourself. Look in the mirror every now and then, tell yourself I love you. You know what I mean? And that shit makes a difference. You got to get in in tune with yourself, and I feel like I'm I'm on that I'm on the the path I need to be to be even more tuned with myself to to have a better relationship with myself and for the people around me to have a better relationship with me and for my kids to have a better relationship with me. You know what I mean? Like a lot of shit happened in these past couple weeks, man. And, I've been thinking that like something, something happened, and, and shit shifted and knocked something off, you know. But like, then my partner, she said to me, she's like, "Oh, maybe it knocked something in place." I'm like, "Damn, yeah, you might be right. Maybe it knocked something in place. What? I don't know." But shit, man, I just want to live life, be happy with my life. Whatever's already lined up to happen is gonna happen. Don't know what it is, but shit. I'm just enjoying the ride, man. Enjoying the ride and hoping y'all can do the same for yourselves, man. Because we only got one shot at this thing called life. You gotta make the best of it, man. Got to. Shit ain't easy. Shit ain't given to nobody, especially when you're coming from the bottom. You should be used to it. If you de- if you come from the bottom, you definitely should be used to not having shit handed out to you. Shit, we make progress by going to get it. You know what I mean, stand down, just believing in yourself. Shit, you made it out the project. Shit, you winning already. That's a win in itself. I mean, if you ain't pat yourself on the back for that, go ahead and do that right now. Shit. Proud of, I'm proud of myself. I can look back and see where I came from, see where I'm at now. I mean, it gives me a more clear vision of where I'm going to be going. And we got to be that, got to be that change in that in that cycle of poverty. You know, not for myself, but for my kids as well. You know, I don't want them growing up the way I did. I mean, like I, I made it out the way I did. You know, thankfully, by the grace of God and by the people I had guiding me in life, but uh, I don't want my kids experiencing that, man. And if you in that position, you went through that as a child, and you shouldn't want that for your kids neither because there ain't no way for people to live. There ain't no healthy way to live and grow up. You know what I mean? That shit's, that shit's really stressful. Man. Only one and start that, that change of that cycle and shit. It's, it's inside you. That's it. You 
Let's start with you and get that mold broken and keep going. All right, uh, one more break, and then we're going to finish up the pod. In saying, um, you know, how you know, I have my coaches, you know, as my my father figures, I can't, uh, I can't leave out the most important, influential uh, man in my life, you know, um, I'm, I'm thankful that I grew up in the same house as him, but uh, my role model, my first father figure, my first person of uh, inspiration in my life was my older brother, you know, and uh, shit still is to this day, you know, he, you know, my, my, my dad didn't give me the blueprint too much, but my brother gave me the blueprint to damn near everything, you know, I kind of saw what he did, picked up where he left off and, you know, got the ball rolling from my love from basketball comes from watching my brother play. Like, I, like, I mean, like, growing up, you know, we lived on the south side of Chicago and Michael Jordan was God. So, (laughs) I mean, that's my all-time favorite NBA player, but my all-time basketball player, period, is my big brother. You know, like, my brother, he played, he was the he was the closest thing I got to watching Allen Iverson play in person. Meaning that, like, you know, my brother, he was he was 5'9", but, like, he's played, he just played with heart. You know what I mean? Like, my brother played bigger than his height. He never backed down from no challenges. You know what I mean? Like, he was a leader. You know, all those qualities I have from when I play, I'm just, I'm literally just a 6'4 version of my brother. And he'll, he'll tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, we, we team players, we play the, the game the right way until you piss us off and we got to bust your ass. But he's, he's the person I wanted to be like. You know what I mean? I watched him. All I want to do is just go to the park with my brother, watch him hoop, and try to emulate that in the backyard when we got back home. That was, that was what my youth consisted of. You know what I mean? Like, my brother was my role model. You know, like, if – my brother was into to science and being a like I don't know astronaut or something. I'm sure I would have wanted, I would have wanted, been whatever my older brother was. You know, was, oh, I'm thankful that you know he wasn't. My brother wasn't in the streets like that. You know what I mean? Like he he set a good example for me to follow. And you know I I don't take that for granted at all. You know what I mean, I just wanted to, to be like my older brother. I wouldn't have been who I am today without him being the person he is and setting the the example he set, which I don't know who set it for him because, you know, like his dad was around, but his dad wasn't like, you know, the basketball playing dude. I don't know where my brother got his, his path and who he wanted to follow from, but I thank them for setting the example for my brother because he set it for me. Now I know it's on me to do that for, you know, my nephews, my sons, you know, and for any other young man that decides to look at me and look at what I do instead of just taking on my words, whatever. I mean, that's a big, that's a big responsibility. But I wouldn't, wouldn't be half the man I am if it wasn't for my brother. <laughs>
being the man that he is, you know, like, thank God every day for that man. As always, much appreciated everybody that tuned in and listened to this week's episode. Um, feel good, man. You know, it's the third third week in a row. You know, every Wednesday, getting these episodes out each week feels good to you know be doing something consistent. You know, and um, yeah, I just appreciate you know I mean. It, taking out the time of your own day just to hear me speak and hear my thoughts, man, it's always appreciated. Um, Till next week, man, y'all be safe. Um, Live, learn, share, and repeat, and yeah, man, love your people while they're here.